I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. I'm joined by Mike, Kyle, Gary, and Ben. We're going to talk about some cars, cars we've been driving and cars we would love to drive. Um, first of all, I do want to start out with this Ford Escape, which I don't usually get excited to talk about, but we have had that for the past week or so, and it's a plug-in hybrid, and Kyle and I maybe both have grown and attached to it more than we expected, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> um, First of all, I so I used to own an Escape. It was a titanium four-wheel drive from 2014. So, so EcoBoost, EcoBoost, the two-liter four-cylinder turbo, it it just ripped up here at altitude. That one didn't awesome. catch fire. <laughs> it did not catch fire, and it was the year after the transmission issue. So, totally clear, flawless, never had any problems. Uh, so, I, yeah, big fan. And then we got this new titanium Escape front-wheel drive. You cannot get the plug-in hybrid and all-wheel drive which is a bummer. Um, actually, mine was four-wheel drive. But yeah, you can't get it in all-wheel drive, but you can get the hybrid in all-wheel drive. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> Kyle, what do you think? And Gary, what do you think? You bo- we've both been in it. Well, Gary drove it today yeah. a little bit. And uh, what do you think of it? It's fine. I'm not, I'm not a fan of <laughs> we it. It's yeah. a 2021 yeah. media car we're reviewing this week. Yeah. Yep. Not just some random escape we found on the front. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been more fun. Yes. I, th- I think, you know, I'm, I'm sort of biased against it because I don't like small SUVs in general. Right. So I, I don't know. Yeah. But that's what people are buying. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the thing. It's like makes money. If you're, if you want this segment, then you just pick one of four to six cars and a few different iterations. And there you go. Yeah. But the if you special want a hybrid, thing then you is one the, or two. Yeah. So the special thing is the plug-in system yeah. here because yeah, uh, that's really, I, go ahead, Mike. 
I was going to say what I want to know, Kyle, I don't know if you've already thought we're going to go there, but how does it compare to like a RAV4 Prime? Wow, you read my mind. Kind of our competitors. So I actually tried to get a RAV4 Prime this week, but it was booked up and uh, they're in high demand, not only in the retail market, but also in the media market, apparently. It's being used for some Toyota something or other. I don't know. But we have one here in Denver. So I was like, oh, let's just grab it. And uh, you know, it was booked solid. So, um, <laughs> okay. So escape plug-in hybrid. Let's go through everything. The one that we're reviewing is a titanium maxed out through the roof. Uh, it's 43,000, right, Jordan? Something yep, like that. Yep. Uh, but gets $6,500 federal tax credit because it has a 14 kilowatt hour battery pack. So it's not quite big enough for the full $7,500, but it makes it $1,000 cheaper than the hybrid after everything's said and done. So if someone walked up to you and said, hey, your overall cost in this vehicle is going to be $1,000 less, you can actually drive it on electric. You get more power, about 21 more horsepower. And, um, you know, overall, it's not going to impact your driving. Well, why wouldn't you do that? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons we've learned. First is all-wheel drive, only available on, uh, you know, standard combustion or hybrid models. So no plug-in uh, all-wheel drive, which I think is a real shame. Uh, secondly would be, um, sort of the complexity of living and owning a plug-in hybrid. And I think this comes down to your personal use case of the vehicle, how nerdy you are. The way I, I think about the plug-in hybrids are if you don't care about cars, if you don't want to think about what you're driving, but you want to be a little bit greener and kinder to the environment. And you just know you're going to plug the thing in no matter what you do at night, every night, perfect car. Because it will, even in normal mode, give you most acceleration in electric mode, then switch to combustion if you go hard throttle, things like this. But if you're any one of us who want to have maximum electric driving or maximum control over when should the combustion engine charge the electric system, things like this, the car tries to do what it thinks is best. For example, in cold weather, if you're even preconditioning it when it's plugged into a level two charger, it will turn on the combustion engine. So I precondition the car, it's plugged in, and then I can hear it start up. I'm like, well, that seems odd. Just like run the electric heater max. And like, I know the car is plugged in. It's not going to be as good as if the combustion engine is on. Same thing if you're driving it in cold weather. If you have the heater on high after a period of time uh, and the cabin's not warming up quick enough, it will kick on the combustion engine, even though I've locked the car in electric only mode. Then when I go to hold the car's state of charge, it cannot hold it above 90%, even though it says it'll hold it at 95 max. It just can't charge the battery up at high state of charge. And if you try and charge it from the combustion engine, it won't charge it up past 78%. So there's so many weird little oddities with this thing. But, and so the first half of the loan of this week, I was like, this is infuriating. Like, let me just do what I want to do. Then I got all my testing done. Jordan did 40 miles of range in the city, 39 point something, yep. which is amazing. That's RAV4 prime numbers right there. That's and impressive. I, did, I took it on the highway for an EV range. It was 27 miles. And that's really good too. Yeah. So um, then I just kind of like started just driving it normally. I'm like, oh, I kind of got everything I needed to do done. I'm just commuting with it, charging at work. Uh, haven't even plugged it in at home because the Tesla chargers don't work with it for some reason. There's an interfacing issue with the adapter. Um, normally, I charge you know J1772 cars with the Tesla charger with my Tesla tap adapter. Doesn't work on this particular one. Works on the smart. Works on all the other cars. So that's a weird thing. Um, but then it's been great because I've just haven't worried about it. I left it in electric mode. It hasn't been as cold. 
and it's been truly fantastic. So I think if you live in a moderate climate most of the time and you want serious electric range and great acceleration in electric mode, uh, over 120 kilowatt output in electric mode, closer to wow. 140, really, really good, I think. Yeah, and that's the point, I think, is you – it's a car meant to be driven without thinking about it, which is somewhat ironic because I feel like plug-in hybrids require a bit more thought, but it shouldn't be the thought that stresses anyone out. It's just like, oh, I need to charge. And they think about where to go to charge. And I've I've driven, you know, when I had the, the Jeep Wrangler 4xE, I was like, I want to go work at a brewery. And instead of just picking a random brewery, I looked at PlugShare and found breweries with J1772 nearby <laughs> that I went mm -hmm. and plugged it in because I was like, I want to plug it in. It's great. So maybe that's what it's meant to be. But yeah, good car. And the highway range uh, or the highway MPG loop I did, did, uh, let's see, 34 miles per gallon. So fantastic. for That's great. Considering we start the MPG loops with the battery completely dead. Yes. So that's what it gets on the highway with a lugging around a dead battery and motor. So pretty, pretty good. And um, compared to the RAV4 Prime, Mike, around here, yeah. RAV4 Prime, couple benefits. If you get the top spec RAV4 Prime, which is quite expensive, you do get a 6.6 kilowatt onboard charger up from 3.3. This has a 3.6 kilowatt onboard charger, which is way too slow for a plug-in. Yeah. Uh, some people will just plug yeah, in at night. And then, you know, just use their electric range throughout the day. But if you're like me wanting to maximize your electric range, you plug in in the morning, do all your stuff, plug in at night, do all your stuff, et cetera. And so you're kind of always needing more juice in the thing. Um, but RAV4 Prime is all-wheel drive, more power in electric mode, comparable electric range. Um, and it's all-wheel drive in every spec, right, for the Prime? Yes. Yeah. So and it's and, and it's faster. RAV4 Prime rips personally though i'm not really a rav4 like i think the rav4 looks great and it looks better than this car um I, there's something about the way toyota's ride especially rav4 prime where it's a bit stiff this is much smoother uh, and i almost prefer driving this around but no question you'd have to go rav4 prime here in colorado just for all-wheel drive and yeah. faster onboard charger mm -hmm. i feel like the interior of the escape is probably nicer too, just because I've sat in some new escapes, never a plug-in, but I've sat in the new, the newer titaniums or even the SEL pluses, and I always came away as like pretty impressed overall. Like, with, especially with that digital display, like I thought that looked really cool. I um, yeah. compared to the Rav 4s display, which I think is still just a half digital, half analog. Yeah, the Rav 4 instrument cluster yeah. really bad. Escape yeah. instrument cluster wins, and the wheel is fine. But honestly, the rest of the interior feels pretty rough to me. And for so, like the rest of the interior felt like a step down from my Escape that I had, mm -hmm. which was the previous generation. Interesting. But the display was fantastic. And that's arguably what matters more because that's what you're looking at. And the steering wheel and the seats are fine. Seats aren't my favorite, but those are the parts you're interfacing with. So that is more important. Um, but yeah, overall, we're pretty happy with it. More than I expected. I don't think it's for me by any means but I, I think it's for a lot more people than they would admit <laughs> maybe uh maybe you gotta see if you can get out of uh if it's in any fleets nearby the what is the hyundai tucson or santa fe phev and sorrento i think it is so we're about to do something with the sorrento this week jordan uh sportage oh sportage, sportage. oh sportage so Plug-in hybrid. Sportage. I can't. I don't know the differences of Kia SUV. I think Sportage is smaller. The Sorento <laughs> hybrid true. we had that was it's three like, rows. That's oh, all so I remember. It's, it's Seltos Sportage 
Sorrento. Yes. Yeah. Who, and then it's what, what is this Santa Fe? Oh, that's a different brand. Never mind. <laughs> oh, that's they're all they all blend together a little bit there. So but the Sportage is in a direct competitor to the Escape. It mm. is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is that the one we're reviewing? I already forgot. Yes. Sportage. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a cool, like direct uh, comparison in our minds. So. Yeah, we are heading to the Chicago Auto Show, or actually we'll be there at the time this uh, comes out. So should be oh, some cool. interesting stuff to talk about later yeah, what, on. Can we talk about what we're going to be doing there? Because yeah, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. even know half of it. Uh, uh, my first time driving EV6 should be Chicago Auto Show. Are they oh. doing drives? We're, we, yeah, they're doing drives for the EV6. And I actually don't know if they... So what's annoying is they advertise driving for the Sportage plug-in hybrid, but then in the email they said it was going to be on stage. So we'll do a walk around regardless. But uh, EV6 drive, and then we saw the F-150 Lightning and F-100 Illuminator at LA Auto Show, and we drove in the F-150 Lightning on their little indoor track. But this time they're allowing us to drive the F-100 Illuminator concept with the electric crate engine which I am beyond excited about. So someone mm. Hagerty just took that for a track day. I haven't read the story. Oh, <laughs> oh that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, so they're finally letting more people, I think, interact with it. Um, that's cool. Maybe it's already proven itself. But yeah, it's basically, I need to do a bit more research on the actual EV crate motor, but it's essentially a Mustang Mach-E Performance GT, GT Performance uh, motor and some size of battery pack. I don't remember what the size was, but... Uh, should be pretty cool and capable to be put in all sorts of things. They just used an old F100 just as an example. Of course, it's been pretty modernized. The interior is like pretty mocky with the same screen and stuff. But um, we've seen yeah. that at like every event they've brought it to. Yeah, we saw that in Sonoma and then LA Auto Show and then CES and now. <laughs> it's a big Chicago. talking point. Yeah, we're just following it around the country, really. Really, we only go where the F one hundred. And I'm very excited. We're gonna do a full walk around of the Bronco Raptor. So, oh, cool! Oh, it's a long walk around it. I've been told. Yes, it should take a while. <laughs> are we gonna see goats? Uh, yeah, they should have the Bronco. Um, what do they call it? They have some. You know, they have a name for everything, but they have goats out in their outdoor Bronco exhibit. So you can talk about goat modes while looking at real goats. So, oh, yeah, great, right? And, and wait, Ford just fixed goat mode, didn't they? Yes, it used to stand for goes over any type of terrain, which was so dumb, which doesn't spell goat properly, and they fixed I thought it. Just goes over anything. It's it's goes over any terrain now, uh, but it used to be oh, goes over any type. type. Yeah, they took out <laughs> yeah. the type because they realized goat only has one T. Someone was like, "Wait a well, second. They played Wordle <laughs> enough and realized you can't have double letters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and probably much more. Uh, you know, Rolls Royce will be there, Lamborghini. Um, I don't know how much we'll get. It's like a day and a half. We got to like scramble. But we, it's that's our fault for just cutting the trip short. But no, it, it only it only goes. The media day ends at two on Friday, apparently. Wow. So, yeah, we got a we got a lot to do. We're there for the whole. So, yeah. You've mentioned everything Ford related. By the way, we're not sponsored by Ford. You wouldn't know it. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mentioned yeah. Kia. I mentioned Kia. And yeah, what else is at the show, though? Are we going to see really, Hummer EV? Hummer EV, Silverado oh, EV. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That, that's interesting, I'm, the Silverado. Yeah, I'm excited to see that in person and the Hummer. I haven't seen either in person. It's and, so uh, big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ben's like, seen it. It is. 
I, have we? I don't know. We even talked about this really. I know we it got tweeted, I but I think I was doing Hummer EV stuff before we started our podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I saw it next to a like 2021 Denali Yukon, uh, and it was not the long wheelbase, but still, it made it look so small, and it looks big when it goes down the road too. I mean, it's got some ground clearance, huge chunky tires, thick battery looks, pack. Yeah, it's like a it's like 12 inches thick. It's crazy. Well, it's more like a golf cart battery pack because I just don't think it looks good. What do you think? I don't think it looks good. I think I love everything but the pickup truck part of it. I think the uh, I think there's been some video and photo of the like non truck version, the SUV one, whatever they're calling that. Yeah. I think that one fits it proportionally more because the truck just gets so big. It has so much rear one third of it. <laughs> well, the problem is they're doing the first drive in Arizona, presumably off road, which is where no one will ever take it. It should just go from every a tour of Miami CrossFit locations. <laughs> That's a proper first drive tour. We want to put it through its real paces. Right, crab walk <laughs> through Miami. The, gold chains required. The real question is how well are you going to be able to tailgate people with it at ninety five on Houston's highway? Yeah, no, you that's don't have really to worry about tailgating. Ben, you drive through them. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you bought a Hummer, right? Yeah, <laughs> go over it. <laughs> Thing doesn't need any brakes. Yeah, yeah. you just uh, well, I mean, you will because no wall or there's not not an, there's no such thing as a movable object when you're in a vehicle of that size and weight. <laughs> you're going through whatever's in front of you. It doesn't matter what it is. Anyway, what I'm thinking maybe we do at the Chicago show is like all the walk around stuff so that when we're on the first drive, I can just focus on the driving stuff. Um, so that, that might be kind of what we get out of the way there. But I've already done some stuff with Hummer EV, both the SUV and the pickup. I've had them side by side in Florida. It was really neat. And yeah, large vehicles. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting. Jordan, do you know if the Cadillac Lyric is going to be there? Because we've had so many people asking us about the Lyric recently. It's not on the list. Which means it could make a surprise appearance, but it's not on yeah. the list. Um, I like, was going to ask <laughs> if there's any like a big unveils that we're expecting. Ford, not, not, not to bring it back to Chicago and Ford. Ford, not to bring it back. I like to the Ford, lyric but... would be cool. Like that's what I'm waiting for because we've heard about it for a couple of years now and still haven't really heard much Ford? or seen it. Was Rivian yeah. going to be there? No, Rivian doesn't no. do auto shows. Nope. Nope. They're too good. No, Beneath just, them. Yeah. yeah. Rivian shows up to LA Auto Show, collects their trophy, and leaves. They don't even have a booth or anything. <laughs> they're they're going to go to the uh, LA Rock Climbing Expo 2022. <laughs> right. So they'll do that kind of stuff, which I think is right because anyone going to an auto show already knows about Rivian. Yep. What do you think or, is the headline uh, for this Chicago Auto Show? You know, it's a room where they put a lot of cars yeah. and a lot of people. America. Yeah, American companies go. It's and it's going to be cold because it's in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, well, i4 and iX will be there, but we've already done everything we can with mm -hmm. them, so no need yeah. to do it. Hyundai will probably be there. Yep. BMW's um, i4. Yeah, yeah, i4 and iX will be there. Yeah, okay. all all the all the major, not all of them, but a lot of major companies will be there. So, mm -hmm. and uh, it's funny seeing the list of cars from every company because then you get to Alfa Romeo and it's just two. <laughs> well, like, all that to make. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we see an, a Maserati MC20. Uh, it's not yeah. on the list. But I don't expect I that in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, Chicago. Is, I don't know. I've never been to Chicago Auto Show. Gary, you have, but but I can't imagine it's like a New York or LA. Although Probably. some people say it's a big show. 
So we'll see. <laughs> well, <they all> <laughs> the biggest auto show I've ever been to. It's the only auto show I've ever been to. <laughs> the biggest. A lot to compare it to there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting. I did. I, I yeah. think it is legit. Like I think it'll be a big, big show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Good. I was going to say the real best part of auto shows is Kyle. You, we went. To, I think it was Charlotte years ago. Oh. Do you remember the? Do you remember the carpet in the Lexus booth? That's the best part of every. It's auto such show. a deep carpet. <laughs> it's it, you physically can't through. walk quickly through it. Right. <laughs> it slows it's such you a down. deep pile. It slows you down. You <laughs> they do that. I hope they the still do that. That was really funny. I was just remember seeing it. I thought a car had flat tires because it was on you know maybe thirty five or forty profile tires and they were just that far sunk into the carpet <laughs> they did it in la this year and so oh, yeah probably the same booth going around i wonder if subaru is bringing their insane set they are their setup's amazing subaru is bringing the exact same set for although we emailed subaru to be like hey can we see the solterra and they're like yeah we'll be there <laughs> and that's it <laughs> sure you can see it with everyone else yeah 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 uh, so that'll be yeah uh, solterra Wasn't that an odd response jordan that we got today from subaru yeah very It'll be there, <laughs> but I don't know. Hoping, I'm hoping personally to do more with Subaru, partially because we live in Colorado, which is just they don't flowing. have cars here. Well, they might bring them for you for us. You yeah, they do. Cars. They bring them from Arizona to like a parking lot in Denver, and then they fly someone up to bring the car to your house. Perfect. Yeah. So. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we could just save them the trouble and review it anywhere else. Yeah, do they have them near so, uh, Raleigh? <laughs> they have no, they don't have them in there. Perhaps in Atlanta, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I drove something recently. Oh, do tell. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, I drove the Ionic 5. I drove a base one, rear-wheel drive nice. with SE. Yeah, SE trim. And it is so good. Cloth seats. Honestly, cloth seats. Uh, steering wheel still felt really nice. The leather on that was still good. The seats felt really nice too, actually. Same wheel? I think so. I, I mean, I. Same screens? You don't get smaller screens or anything like that? No, seems like it's the same screens to me. So why wouldn't you just get a base one? I mean, sunroof. Well, that's and... only on the max. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, that's the issue. The, the, the limited is, it, it's, I mean, I guess it's not that big a spread. What is it? 40, 43, 40. 50, it's something like that. It's like 43 or 43, 47, 50, I think. And SEL is 47, at least advertised. Yeah, yeah but and, dealers uh, have like 55 for so all like if, if, you know, out of 10 cars, like three of them will be base, seven of them will be limiteds. That doesn't add up. Two no, you're doing it the wrong way. Seven of them will be SELs, and then you'll have one limited. It's like 10% of cars are limiteds. I yeah. think there are even fewer SELs in that. Like when I was there, they had probably 30 or 40 cars that just dropped off the truck. I could not find an SEL. I saw two really? limiteds though. Really? But they were pre they advertise a lot. Like they have like 50 cars and they have more SELs, I think, than SEs right now. But they could have sold through some of those. Some of those on the ground is maybe different than what was on the website then too. Yeah. Um, but that, like oh, it looked like there are yeah, yeah, exactly. It looked like there were a lot more uh, SEs available, which I think SE versus SEL, I feel like you're probably not missing out on much. It drove itself down the highway as well as you'd want one of those it systems to do. Changes. And I think it has different headlights. Yep. Yes, and it gets fog lights on the base because the SEL gets some projection beam lights, um, which I guess are good enough to not need fog lights or whatever you still get the, the reason. Though? On the SEL, you get the pixels all up on the back. Yeah, uh, but what about the SE? The SE just has it on the brake light areas, and then that middle of the bar is just black, blank. It's fine. 
I think you need the no light bar, I haven't though. seen them. It looks cooler. <laughs> so, I, uh, once I saw all the details, it made me go, well, it's worth the money just because of the details. But so it's really not in the real world. I actually thought it was great. It rode well. It was quiet. I appreciate the fact that they were coming on decent Michelin latitude uh, all-season tires, like a good quality tire, which makes a big difference in cars. Well, that's Hyundai uh, chassis engineers. They're insane. Yeah, they, they <laughs> must have really uh, picked some good stuff there for it. And uh, the rear-wheel drive performance, ex as far as acceleration is concerned, it feels much quicker and much more immediate than the numbers on paper suggest. So like it's I actually like rear-wheel drive ID four. No, it it feels like properly kind of like I drove my Taycan there and then floored it in the Ionic 5 and it's like, oh, this thing's fast. I was, was going to say, we, got, we have to set the stage. This is a Taycan owner who went and drove a real yeah. drive base Ionic 5. Yeah, and a car is like it's, half the value, less than half the value. And I thought it was amazing, honestly. It, but even like, in that context, it's a great product. It's similar, huge too. Yeah, so similar Inside. spec in theory to your Taycan as far as a low spec rear wheel drive, although you have like better seats and stuff, but it's, it's <laughs> cool. basically car, the same. Well, Ben's car is base with 18 way seats. Yeah. yeah. yeah I have, I have, the most expensive I have like option. three or four other options. Okay. <laughs> they, they call it base with taste. That's what that is. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It, really, it's the essential expression of Taycan without all that clutter of functions and features. <laughs> but uh, back, back to Ionic 5, actually, uh, my biggest and what I thought was most exciting about it was, and this is not really going to apply to any Ionic 5 owners, I suspect, but um, you can turn off traction control and stability control all the way, and the thing drifts, and it's great. And it actually handles very nice. And uh, like did a little zip around a traffic circle, and it's like the dynamics of it are good. It's actually kind of fun to drive in a semi-sporty manner, or just as nice to cruise. It was really quiet on the highway. The inside of it is really big, though. Like I don't think, and this wheelbase thing is kind of what everyone's talked about with Ionic Five. You've got this huge long wheelbase that's longer than a lot of bigger cars typically would have. So it rides really well because you know you've got that you know length to it when you hit a bump, and then the trunk and like the rear leg room was very good. Like, honestly, it felt a lot like a, something like a X5 or a Cayenne inside well, volume wise. The length of a Palisade. Yeah. The wheelbase yeah. is an inch longer Huge. than the Tycon. So is it? Look. Oh, wow. Yeah. Things huge. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's it, it, but it hides its size well. Uh, and I should have maybe sent it before the this so we could put it up on the screen. But I took a photo of it next to a Polestar two, which I thought was a probably the most useless size comparison photo I could have taken, but interesting still in a way. And I also took a picture of an Ionic five next to a Polestar two. Yes, you did. Yeah, really. Yeah. Your Coldgate <laughs> video. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> Just ran. I am. Um... I did not get to drive it. I'm actually going to go drive it this week. I think that's because you're going to go buy it. Yeah. No, not not yet. Um, <laughs> the problem that I have with the SE is one, uh, I don't. I'm kind of a headlight snob. Like the fact yeah, that they're not base model Mike does not exist. We only need Mike is a maxed out kind of guy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and, but the bigger reason for me, honestly, I could probably get over the headlights with the fog lights and all that. It has no ambient lighting. I you only get that on SEL or limited, and I need ambient lighting because I am that bougie. So, <laughs> so we got yeah. we got Ben with the bass with taste, and then Mike with the sweet elite. That's what I'm. <laughs> yes, that's my, my cheesy rhyming for the day. <laughs> this is really the question of: Would you rather have a top version of the the cheaper model car, or do you want a more basic version of the most expensive? 
car, you know, sort of a That's question. That's you want the most expensive version of the most expensive car. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we Ionic, all want that. At the Ionic, end of the day. that's so, what I want. <laughs> the, the, I think the Ionic 5 for me will end up being a limited rear wheel drive. But from what I understand, based off just reading Reddit, there are literally zero rear wheel drive limiteds incoming mm-hmm. at all anytime in the near future. So it's a little yeah, ways it's off. Be a so just making all wheel drives first. So I Everyone. hear we're, I mean, they're just, you know, when ID4 launched and even Model 3 to an extent, like the cars trickle out into our market. Mm-hmm. Well, with Ionic 5, they just loaded up three massive ships and dumped them on us. So we got one ship dumped on us, and now we have another two coming. Interesting. And they're just going to flood everything. So Everyone charging over sticker for these things, I think is total mistake. You go buy yeah. one at whatever dealer. Well, if you're charging price. over sticker, you didn't make the mistake. Really. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but if you're try avoid it. buying it for too much. You know, if yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's dealers selling them for sticker, so just buy it for mm-hmm. sticker or wait yeah. a week or two. Yeah, or or I think the what most of them are probably doing that aren't overcharging are doing something like four ninety nine that paint interior protection thing, yeah, which at least you get a warranty on it for something. So it's not, not quite as egregious. Yeah, whatever. But like not five grand over 10 grand. <laughs> no, or yeah. 10 grand. grand over in some, some people on Reddit said they saw Ionic 5s on the West Coast Limiteds advertised at $90,000 dealers are asking. Oh, you have to be <laughs> just totally <laughs> you have to be insane. I actually think... Uh, especially if you're in, because I sat in a limited, played around with it. I think an Ionic 5 limited all-wheel drive, you could spend 60, maybe 70,000 on that car could and still be very happy with it. They could have priced um, the car more. You probably just wouldn't want the Hyundai yeah. logo on it. I that's remember, really it. Kyle, when we saw the pricing, we both were like, wow, that's really cheap. Like We thought yep. for sure that was a $65,000 car. When I reviewed the one I did, which was the matte paint limited yep. all-wheel drive max, I mm-hmm. had sixty grand minimum in my head. Yeah, so what What in your head? Because they didn't announce pricing at that time. No. What did you think that car was worth that you yeah, were driving? 60. 60? Okay. I, I was like, they, at they least, 60, yeah. Yeah, 60, 65 grand for the top yeah. trim all day long. Yeah, 50, 75. <laughs> I think that makes sense, yeah. But well, but it's a deal of the century. That doesn't mean go and buy one for ten grand over sticker. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> the stickers change things. My I've, friend Jack spent five grand over on his, and the dealer totally took him for a ride. And I feel yeah. bad, but he was frustrated waiting for a car. I get it. They dangled yeah. it. It's right here. You could take it home now, type thing. But man, I would have just gone to North Carolina, bought an identical spec car, and driven it back at sticker from Johnson Hyundai. From Johnson, yeah. So I talked to Johnson today. You know, I, 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 we have a good friend who works there, and mm-hmm. they got okay. dumped with all of these cars. And she said that some of them were dying in the lots. They only have one charger, so they're, like, trying to charge yeah. all these cars. <laughs> we got it, one charge point unit. Right. So she's been running <laughs> to Electrify two. America, and she's like, the cars are charging slow, and they're, like, dead, dead. So I'm like, well, you got to jump the 12-volt batteries to kick on the high-voltage stuff. So they got they got the hoods open. They jumped the 12 volts, then the car started up. So I at least got, I saved them from thinking they had dead cars because apparently Hyundai doesn't know how to communicate with dealers how to fix their own cars. I'm helping them. So fantastic. So they got that going. And then she's going to the, the Electrify America station. I'm like, can you just FaceTime me? And she's doing 38 kilowatts at 50%. I'm like, all right, next car, drive the piss out of it on the way to the charger. Full brakes, full throttle, put it in iPedal, heat the thing up. And then now she's on Pass Plus and you know, they, I got them all sorted, but they were, they were paying rack rate for Electrify America, charging 80 cars and uh, wow. yeah, just, just 
crazy, I think. So now they're on pass plus and they're driving them hard on the way to the chargers. Good. Faster charging. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I like that car. Uh, yeah. I, car. I love it and I drove it and I love it. And now I'm really excited to drive the EV six. So that's Which, a big question. We've talked about Ionic five for like the last three weeks. What about EV six, Jordan? Yeah. I'm just curious, Pure, purely curious. Um, USB C ports. <laughs> that's yeah. why that's why you buy the car no. <laughs> so, wireless carplay i'll be angry my friend imad has been looking intently at ionic 5 and ev6 and finally he was looking all around he even called the hyundai in um north carolina that you told me about and that we just talked about and the carry whatever it's called yeah and Johnson. they didn't have any that he Limited. wanted yeah so he ended up I think ordered a he ordered an EV6 in Kansas and then found out they did a six thousand dollar markup, so he canceled that and then he found one in Green Bay that has everything in contract, zero markup. It's I think Very a mid spec with a couple maybe add ons, and so he's going to go up and get that in a few weeks and yeah, fly up and drive it back and do his first ever EV. He should road film trip. the road trip for motoring. Yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe I'll just drop fly out there and go back with. Oh, him. that would be great. Go do it. Yeah. Um, I have a question, Jordan. Yeah. So I was on Kia's website the other day, Mm -hmm. and I still, maybe it's because I'm in North Carolina, but I cannot find pricing for that car anywhere on their website. Like, you can't, like, build one from what I can see. Like, they just have coming soon or sign up for updates. So So I'm really curious, like, what it's priced like. That's what he saw for Ionic. Like, he was saying, hey, I'm still waiting for Ionic 5s to come out. And I was like wait we're filming one today like they're at dealers right now he was he was glued to their website waiting for it to be able to order one i was like just go call your local dealer he's like he did he's like oh that's a big (laughs) issue though on like kia hyundai's part is that these cars are arriving places and there are people who want them the most are sitting there like oh man i can't wait for this website to say they're available finally or they have reservations and then cars are just sitting on lots. Exactly. They're yes. not doing good yeah. job pairing these up. Yeah. They have the Tesla like model in their head. They're like, oh, every all electric cars must do this, which is like that's the scary part of like Tesla's becoming or has become like the Kleenex of electric cars. Like everyone just thinks electric car Tesla. If you're not a car person, that's how you think of it a lot. And people are thinking, oh, if it's electric, it's Tesla, and then all electric cars operate like Tesla, which is not true at all. And sometimes better. I mean, we're seeing it's like great charging speeds on cars that are not Teslas, better charging than Teslas, including these. Um, and better so, driving dynamics and power. Yeah. And so his, things. I think he he, had, he got the mid spec because he was very torn between EV6 and Ionic 5. And what ended up yes, swaying him is he likes I, the EV6 and he owns a Stinger. So he likes Kia anyways. He likes the looks of the oh, EV6. Yeah. And the mid-spec EV6 had things like cooled seats and heated steering wheel, whereas the Ionic 5, you have to go limited to get that. And then the EV6 had USB-C ports, which he didn't care that much about, but it was like, it was a thing. It wasn't like a swaying factor, but it was a thing. It's a pro. <laughs> it's a pro, <laughs> pro on the yeah. list. Did you see the Kia EV6 Super Bowl commercial? Because that will convince anyone to buy that car. That is That's the next topic yes. on our list. Um, yes, if anyone hasn't seen it, spoilers, there's a game coming up this weekend called the super bowl i think they like throw basketballs into i don't know so this is genuinely the first time i'm hearing about it by the way <laughs> not joking yeah Go we Bengals. don't come here for your sports uh analysis but the kia there's always fun super bowl commercials my favorite of all time is still the tycon commercial 
the heist as they call it yeah great that, commercial. Was, that was a good one fantastic yeah. and a great behind the scenes video by Porsche as well um but this one is the ev6 and basically yeah it's, there's a battery powered robot dog and the dog sees the car from a distance then tries to catch up with it and then the dog battery powered dies so then the, the owner stops and charges the dog from his ev6 showcasing v2l so yeah you know what's in incredible is not only this commercial of course we've seen electric cars before but electric cars are becoming so mainstream that we will have our first electric vehicle supply equipment charger commercial during the super bowl wall box i think is doing a wall box uh super bowl commercial wow and that's actually pretty wow. impressive that's amazing that we, now we have an accessory yeah. for a new technology taking top spot in, in the top game. So that, that'll be pretty big. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome. And you know, I, I'm not big into sports. My team just got beat out in the last round. So I just, I'm going to go <laughs> basically watch the Super Bowl for the commercials because they're always pretty good. And lately it's all been electric cars or maybe like mm -hmm. some mobile par with a, you know, Hellcat engine, but Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. I'm also very curious. I mean, we don't focus on concepts heavily, but I, I want to know what Dodge is going to do with their advent or spearhead into the electric industry because they've, Jordan, they've never heard of the term electric car at Stellantis. They're like, wait, you mean that 12 volt battery that <laughs> fires up the Not car? Sure we got electric windows, electric seats. I don't know what more they want. We've been electric for the last decades. <laughs> Other than the, wait, the Ami is still the Ami, the Fiat 500e. Yeah. And yeah, they Ray have like the, the few. But is that really genuinely it? I feel like there was more. Uh, there's that one we saw oh. at. CES or they have a van that's electric in Europe that we almost reviewed, but it had a flat tire, so they couldn't bring it to us. <laughs> a van. They were like, no one's ever asked for this. It's been sitting there for two years. <laughs> <laughs> the battery. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I mean, is uh wait, is Citroen part of them now? Scientist? Who no, is it? That's PSA. I don't even know. That's P that's PSA, okay. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, I don't even know anymore. Uh Wait, I thought Citroen was that Citroen yeah. was at the. Oh well, then the E two hundred eight or whatever. Then yeah. they got some EVs. The wagon thing. Yeah, with yeah. hatch. Um, yeah. You've driven EV six, right, Kyle? Yeah. Um, do you remember enough to compare that to Ionic five? I Here's feel like it's problem. sort of a sportier version of it in a sense. It's, but I, it's very different styling-wise as well. Yeah, but Ben, this is the problem. The EV6 I drove was a European-spec prototype, and I got to do everything with it. I sat at max speed for like four hours on the Autobahn, charged it, ripped it around, drifted it, did everything you could do with it. The problem is I don't know what they've changed for the US-spec suspension mm -hmm. side. So drivetrain, battery pack, interior is unchanged but the suspension tuning is different. And from what I hear is it's probably pretty similar to what I drove for all wheel drive, but it sounds like rear wheel drive based off of initial reports from other journalists is really sloppy. And I think journalists are getting mixed up with how to evaluate how to drive a car. I can't imagine it's that sloppy. I just think it's softer, which is not a bad thing because Ionic 5 is soft, but carries its weight really well. Mm -hmm. So I think they're getting soft and sloppy mixed up. I think there's this uh, journalistic war on body roll for whatever reason. I don't uh, know why. There's nothing wrong with it. Fast. 
Yeah, I think there's like, a, oh, it's got a little roll in the corners, and they're talking about something like a Cadillac Escalade, where that doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> you know? there, there, I just don't know how many journalists are real keen, and I'm not saying I'm the best driver. I'm not an instrumented driver, which means I can't go out there and tell you differences in tread patterns and one PSI difference in a tire. <laughs> I can feel some of it, but I can't articulate everything when it comes down to like engineering driving. Um, which is a whole nother level. But when it comes to vehicle evaluation driving, um, I just think most journalists just, just drive the car normally and they floor it in a straight line. And if it's fast, it's good. And if it's slow, it's not. Bad. Yeah. That's just how I think they evaluate. I don't know. Which is sad because ID, ID4 is not that fast in a straight line, but in the corners, ripping it in the canyon, it's but great. This is where it proved to me with ID4 was when journalists were like the ID4 is not a good handling car. And that's totally inaccurate. The ID4 handles really well. It's very neutrally balanced. You can get the back out under throttle. It's wonderful. It's soft. And soft is not bad. Mm. It's great, actually. It's a very fun car to ride around in because you and don't ben, get beat up. Wouldn't you say that an Ionic 5 and an ID4 are very similar driving profiles? Yeah, um, to me, I felt Ionic 5 was actually. The, so let me explain this way. Uh, I think the Ionic 5 was a little more fun because you felt when you're going around a corner, you felt the weight of it moving it, but it was, like you said, very well controlled. Well, and you can turn um, traction control off. In and Ionic you can 5, turn traction control off. Which you can. Uh, right? In the. Um, what was it? Yeah, so in the ID4, it kind of reminded me of driving I3 a little bit. Yep. You know, it almost feels like it's on, ski I mean, I think it is skinnier tires, but it, it kind of gives that, it feels a little narrower and taller in, its, in the way it, it handles, which isn't yep. a problem at all. I think for uh, the normal driver of that car, it it just hits this really good, I mean, like Volkswagen Golf. Have you, know, you it driven just an all the boxes so well. ID4? I have not, no. Oh, I don't think I would even care about it. No, no, like, I would just Unless I needed it for traction. Yeah, but all-wheel drive gives you Yes, a higher ride height, but way stiffer springs and totally reworked sway bars that are much thicker. And it huh. actually like shreds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That I could see fun. that. I, I could see that being a better uh, handling thing. Yeah. Um, all-wheel drive versus Ionic 5 all-wheel drive. I drove them back to back. It's like the way I would write this down on paper is the same. I mean, uh, this is just handling. The, the braking and acceleration profiles are different, things like that. Well, great segue because ID4 is the next topic because really? there is announcements for the 2022 changes, oh. which it is no longer sub $40,000. They raised right. the price to $5 more. Or, <laughs> oh, wait, no, it was $5 less than 40. Now it's six, $765. But it was never more. actually under 40 because that was before no. the $1,200 yes. destination. Yeah, fee. yeah. So now, now it's over 40. And then also, so they basically raised it just a little bit. Um, like two percent or so, and let's see, a bit more charging speed, one thirty-five versus one twenty-five. Is the okay, point. this is aggravating because I tested the mid-spec battery on the ID three, which was sixty-two kilowatt hours versus seventy-seven usable, and that did one hundred thirty-five kilowatts peak speeds. So why is it that the bigger pack isn't charging faster? It must be a wiring, cooling, or something limitation along there. Mm. This should be doing one hundred seventy-five kilowatts minimum. Yeah, well, I guess 135 is better than 125, but not by much. And we don't know how long it's going to hold that. Well, also, I asked some Volkswagen engineers 
and it's probably off the record and thankfully no one listens to this podcast, but they were getting uh, ID4 over 200 kilowatts in testing and they're like, yeah, it's reliable, it's good, like it's not gonna hurt it. So why only give it 135 peak, which is the same as the smaller battery pack? This makes no sense to me. Wiring. Yeah, but look at this, auto hold is coming and plug and charge. Plug and charge. Yeah, all, all things that should have been there when it launched. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yes. Th this update is what it should have been, which is why I, you know, I don't always give official advice to people, but I typically am like, well, if you get the very first model year or even the second, they're still working out some things, especially if a brand new car. And increasingly um, so with new vehicles. Yes. So because nowadays, like people are putting out cars and they say, oh, well, that option's coming soon with the software update. And you can't always trust that. You can't. So <laughs> proof of that. They said plug and charge by last year. Yep. Towards the end. And uh, our friend Zach, who just got his iMac 5, you know, he originally was ordering an uh, ID4 and then it got pushed back and pushed back. And he would still be waiting for a 21 model. So he basically would have gotten a 21 model when he already found out what 2022 has to offer. Yeah. But I think these will be the same. Like these will get updated to 2021s. I would hope so. I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's um, all mainly software. Because, like. yeah, it's the same battery pack, which is why. So they've said it'll have a slight range increase, but there's no change in EPA battery pack. rating. Yeah, so it's probably EPA yeah. five cycle versus two cycle. It's possible. That's, that's the best guess. You think so? It could just be that they are running the base car, different wheels. Who knows? Yeah. But they're, yeah. I can't imagine they would change the cycle of which they're rating cars, but it's very possible because Audi does five cycle and Volkswagen didn't neither did Porsche. Mm -hmm. uh, so Volkswagen group has been known to do five cycle. That could be a good guess. Either way, this is great news. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes a good, a good car better, but it's how it things the Ionic been. already has. It's also kind of, I nope. think what's also happening is we're getting the 22 model year pretty late. Cause we're in 22 now. And you know, but I, 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 think, not have... I think maybe they were wanting to do this eight months ago or something. So They were, but Ionic 5 still doesn't have plug-in charge. Oh, and I thought that... it did. Nope. Oh, it's coming. Never mind. Same thing. And but is, it, yeah, is yeah. EV6 the same thing? No plug-in charge yet for that Correct. either? And, okay, so Ionic 5 has the two years of sessions from Electro America. What does EV6 have? No idea. Hmm. They had no announcement, but I imagine it would be the same. That would be the major break. That. that would be yeah. a big deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a huge deal. Hmm. Um, next off, Kyle was the one that brought this to my attention. This Polestar is exactly yes. how I want my Polestar. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. This is the Arctic Circle. Um, so, yeah, basically an inch and a quarter-ish lift, uh, 30 millimeters. And, what, 19-inch rotiforms with studded I ice. Think on OZs. Is that a rotiform? Or did, uh, yeah, I think you're right, OZs. Yeah. Um, and studded ice tires. They don't say which tires, but it's, I mean, it's Polestar. I would hope they'd be Nokian, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> on Nokian studded tires. Probably the same ones we run on the Tesla. Yeah, but it's just, oh my gosh. That's a good look. <laughs> the rally lights on the front. And that guy driving is awesome. Coolest dude. Oh, have you met him? I, no, but I have uh, spoken with him and I can't pronounce Idiot. his name. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, these are I can't believe that this car looks so good lifted because I felt like my first thought when I saw Polestar 2 is like, man, it's cool, but I just wish it wasn't kind of lifted to be a pseudo SUV. And now they lifted it more. And I it's like it. It's there's this snow. like 
uncanny yeah. <laughs> valley of lifts for a vehicle. It's like, if it's low, it looks good. If it's a little high, it's not right. But if it's really high, it's great. <laughs> so why is it so hard to just ask for all of this on XC40 Recharge? That's, yeah, yeah and that, it's just, that goes into my custom XC40 Polestar 2. Okay, for Jordan, we've come up with the perfect XC40 recharge, and it requires buying three vehicles. It re requires right. buying a combustion T5 XC40 non-R design with the light color seats. You slap those mm -hmm. into XC40 recharge, which is only available with dark seats. Why? I don't know. It's such a pleasant vehicle. Give it light colored seats. Then you need to buy a Polestar 2 performance pack with the new software and just swap the drivetrain into the XC40. <laughs> okay. Oh, but also an XC90. So why not just the Polestar? <laughs> I don't want the Polestar looks. I want the XC40 looks. So yep. a sage green uh, XC40 with the white interior <laughs> from a T5 XC40 with the performance pack from a Polestar 2 with the Bowers and Wilkins from an XC90. Yeah, the problem is you can't even get – you're buying an XC40 for 60 grand. You can't even tick the Bowers and Wilkins. And the 90 <laughs> chassis cars always have a better B&W system than yeah. the 60 chassis cars. Yep, and their Harman Kardon system actually is really, really good too. It is good, but it's not great in the XC40. Yeah. It, no, it I meant in the 90 series. 90 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. My nice, V90 yeah. was great. You had so, you had the HK in your V90, right? Yeah, my, the HK was awesome. I had no issues with that at all. Yeah, but I don't think it sounded far off of the BMW <laughs> and the V60. Actually, I thought the two felt relatively closer than the price would have suggested. You know what the thing is when you have the Bowers and Wilkins? It's when someone looks over and they see the thing on the dash. Yes, I, look yeah. like I check every time. Do they have the little bubble on yep. the dash? Yeah, I'm like it, if they it's... don't cheat. Yep. I judge it even more than when I see a Porsche with or without Sport Chrono. It's more like, oh, does that Volvo have good audio? No, they don't know what they're missing. Instant loser. Yeah. <laughs> so, question: I'm going to pose a question here after just looking at the Polestar Two. Would you get a Polestar Two or an Ionic Five? This is what I've been struggling with because, because I'm struggling with that as well, actually. Yeah. So, well, I Polestar I actually... Two leases out nicely, as it turns out. Yeah, they're like four ninety nine for a performance. Yeah, they're pretty inexpensive. A couple grand down, uh, which is a great value. Here's the thing: Ionic Five, no question, is Charges. a better engineered car from a battery pack, motor, thermal, everything perspective. Maybe not thermal under load. Actually, Polestar Two can keep itself cool surprisingly well. Polestar Two is inferior in all of the ways I care about a car, which is charging speed, integration with apps, <laughs> everything. But it's kind of the one I want because it's. Cool. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's what we were talking about, and, and I think, uh, like, I think inside of the Polestar is going to feel like a more premium product. It's got those by a bit. materials. Everything. Yeah, you get the Polestar thing in the roof. But the like, rear. I agree. I care a lot about battery tech, even though it really, on a daily basis, has very little to do with anything. But uh, also the screen of Polestar. I think that whole uh, Google Auto thing is really cool. There is and I'm a big fan of that. Ionic 5 to me that while it is still an expensive car and I think they have all of the features of a luxury car, it doesn't have this solidity or this cocoon feeling of wonderful materials and wonderful smells that when you get in a Polestar 2, especially with the old man Napa leather, you're like, oh, <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, it's a genesequois. We need that, whatever that you know, <laughs> indescribable thing. And yes. and if that's too fancy of a word to have in a but, Hyundai. Well, Polestar, yeah, that's 2, all it is. Polestar Two arguably is still missing a bit. It's like I it want is. to love the Polestar Two, but there's something that's 
mid about it. You know, this whole TikTok mid uh, trend. <laughs> there is yeah. the mid audio, like give me Bowers and Wilkins. It has okay power, but let me drift it. Don't give me equal motor outputs. With the new software though, this should change. And so mm -hmm. I think for me, the drivetrain was always a little bit underwhelming because it was fast in a straight line, but you could never power on oversteer. Just impossible. Now with the new update, that might change it, and that might throw it over the edge of special enough. But yeah, there was something missing in that thing. Now, if I Volvo will just take that whole technology drivetrain suite and plop it into a wagon, done. So they will. Done. I spoke to the engineers at Volvo when I was over there with them in Europe, and they are going to make a V90 wagon. But it will not come to the U.S. No, it won't come here, though. So what's mm -hmm. the point? Well, maybe we're all country moving here. Yeah, yeah, we move the country. country. You know, yeah, V90 looked at That'd be good. We're going to have there's an great office. great tax benefits unit. in Europe. We buy it there. Yeah. And then we Ship just it here. bring it here for a year. <laughs> then we just, I don't know, jump it over the sea for a day and then bring it back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. I wonder yeah. if we could actually import cars under engineering work because we're technically evaluating them. That would be interesting. Like that yeah, guy I have, who daily drives a Neo in California. I have a long list of cars to engineer tests. <laughs> <laughs> we should look into that because if we yeah. can, and we are actually doing work with them, that that could be an interesting workaround. Game changer. I know um, someone who works in this industry. I'll start asking. Yeah, start asking around. I like that idea. I Yeah, two-second deviation. This is the Bowers and Wilkins I would like my in my personal home. Room. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> this is the 600 series, which actually the prior gen 600 series sounded better. But yeah, for for the home theater enthusiasts out there. I Anyways, my my ideal car might be this one, the Land Rover oh, Defender yes. 110 with Tesla power. Uh, nice. Speaking of one-offs, just like that Polestar 2, this one is just uh, I mean, I guess a proof of concept. With um, actually, they did two of them. Sorry. A Florida-based company did two Land Rover Defender 110s with electric power from Tesla drivetrains. So, I five hundred grand. I don't know. There, yeah, no if, price list. There's no price. If if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Look at that. But that oh, oh, I've said wood floors it, need to be a thing in nice vehicles. Hardwood floors. Hardwood I've been saying floors. it. It looks so good. It looks so nice. <laughs> Even the wheels are custom, and it's on air suspension. You have a picture of that interior. What's going on with the infotainment system stuff? On this? Yeah, yeah. is that a Tesla-ish style? That's what I'm curious about, too. I was seeing that yeah. same thing. Busy uh, around oh, here. 15 photos. Here we go. <laughs> wow, look at that. Wow. Oh, just like a normal Defender, it is a uh, cramped and uncomfortable interior. I was about to say, oh, have you, you ever it. driven one of these, Jordan? They the suck. ergonomics are not great, but I love them still. <laughs> wow. It's like a it's Mercedes tablet yeah. on the <laughs> dash. Okay, see, I don't like this. I want nothing <laughs> to do with this. What I want is the rattiest, rustiest, you know, totally destroyed Defender 110 and then just slap an electric drivetrain in that. That's it a sleeper. <laughs> That's a real sleeper right there. Well, defenders are not meant to be nice. They're meant to be beaten up and work on the farm and like just their work vehicles. And they yeah. stop yep. to drive. And that's part of their chart. What's sad is, yeah, these two will probably sit in someone's collection or museum. Yep. Wow. Perhaps. Yeah. But good news. I have found if you want to get a nice, cool, classic Land Rover. I see your lights have turned off in your uh, office there. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Oh, podcast I was, is over, guys. <laughs> I was browsing some car websites, as you do, 
And Jordan, you may want to pull this up on the web browser because I think I have found a vehicle for sale inventory page that is you just built for this podcast. It. Uh, it's just look up Car Cave, South Carolina. I've never seen a more specifically curated list of vehicles. Interesting. Car Cave, South Carolina. That's just where they are. I think they're just called carpet. Yeah, this is their inventory, right? This is where Kyle will be until 1 a.m. if anyone's asking. Yes, (laughs) they've got some nice old defenders that look just real choice. Perfect ones, good specs uh, with some interesting arrangements of soft, hard top, different seats, all the ages. Uh, it's it's some good stuff here. And great photos, by the way, of them. Yeah. That 96 is my favorite. Oh, the Citroen. Yeah, you got a DS. Wow. They've got yes. uh, the three-door here. That's the one I'll be taking. Yes, the Range Rover three-door. Kyle, that's a good um, one. Kyle, come on. I don't – I want a four-door. I like a long wheelbase. I know. You like the I don't. Yeah. And then uh, the reason I bring this up, Jordan, because I know you're looking for a small off-roader. Oh, no, they're, they're, all, they're all here, no, all of them. Down. Yes, yes. What I don't this? think they're particularly cheap. This. Let's click on this one. This is a it's like an overlanding Land Rover Defender. Forty-two 90. grand. I'm going right now. Kyle's <laughs> about to go buy it. It's not a four door. Kyle, overlanding. Yeah, Halo but it's car. not a four door. <clears throat> we'll keep looking. Yeah. Look. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, look at the, oh, the wow, Lancia. Wow. There you go, George. I just I just thought this would be appreciated by all. I oh, look yeah. at this thing. I want mm-hmm. all of these. Bro. Yeah, the Brom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and very rare, oh, at least for the U.S. Ooh, the M Coupe. Uh, this is fantastic. It's wow, it's cool, right? That's a, I think, one of the best dealer inventories. Oh, I don't even know if it's right. dealer. You know, that I mean, they're technically a dealer, but I, I look at this and I go, "That's a car curator right here." Yes, mm-hmm. and the photos are great. Wow. But their inventory right now is pretty good with all those real cool yeah, Land Rovers. Yeah. And... Wow. Oh, d- wait, what is that? I've never even heard of this. A De Tommaso Innocenti That sounds Turbo. like a it Grand Theft awesome. Auto game. Like it, it does. <laughs> I've heard of the company, but I've never heard of that model. <laughs> I've only ever heard of the Pantera. <laughs> oh, I didn't know they made other cars. Power wagon. Where are they located? In, where in South Aiken, Carolina? Aiken, South Carolina, I think it is. Aiken. Yeah. That's oh. our friend's last name, but I don't know where that is in South Carolina. Wow. You know, man, we were saying we want, a, we want a three-door Range Rover. They have one. I know. I know. Well, I That's want, how I, I found this it. Defender with the support. So how much did that 1990 110 go down? That blue uh, Defender Safari-looking thing. How much did that sell for? This. What's your guess? Yeah. What's your guess? I don't know. Just. It <laughs> might not show you. 75. Yeah, I don't think it sells. They it. probably bummer. Yeah, probably nice. Yeah, dang, that looks like a nice one. So I would love. Yeah, it it's the long wheelbase two doors, like the troop, whatever they're called, where you just have to get into the back door. That's I'm those are cool. To get a daily, but I I really think I want it to be like a Range Rover first gen, long mm-hmm. wheelbase, green on tan. Speaking of the car thing. market, yes. Range Rover HSE sell on Bring a Trailer yesterday. White with like a blue interior. 06. So L322. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was it? It had the 4.4 yeah, yeah, liter. Yeah. yeah. But this is before the Jag LCI. Pacific engines. So this is yes. a BMW engine one. Yep. The 4.4. 26K, mm-hmm. one owner out of Florida. 
guess what that car sold for at Ring of Trailer yesterday. Well, I'll tell you now what it's, it's, it's white with for. blue with like white piping and nice like wood. It was a nice spec. It was a really good spec. So basically, did it have the good wheels? The like five, uh, six I spoke? think it had really good wheels. Ben liked them. Okay. It was they weren't like autobiography wheels. Or I like the first gen. It was just HSC. Wheel. Uh, that is one of the best Range Rovers ever, by the way. And that's what uh, they said in the comments. And it's the best looking Range Rover ever. The pre LCI L322 is wonderful. And I owned an LCI one. I thought LCI I was better. I'm yeah. shocked. They LCI that from you. looked better in period. But now that we're looking back, the mm. pre refresh is where it's at. You get one with non ratty headlights and taillights, you know, super clear. That just looks good with the with the simple um, uh, front grille with the with the horizontal slats. Really nice. Mm -hmm. I think that car should have sold for about twenty five hundred dollars. So what did it actually? <laughs> <sell for? laughs> That's what twenty five hundred dollars. No, it sold for fifty one thousand no. dollars. Yep. You've got to be shitting me. Fifty one grand, Kyle. You missed out. You just when sold yours too early. Day. I will become poor very quickly. <laughs> I, know, I keep telling Ben we should get a Range Rover, but yes. Yeah, so I saw my remember my old L three twenty two supercharged. Yes, five I liters. like yours. Um, we went off great spec it. and uh, saw one identical to it, straight piped here in town. Launch it through an intersection. <laughs> it sounded great, but I'm like, well, they've hit they've hit that stage now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that stage. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have one last thing to show you guys because I'm sure we're all wondering how inefficient ah, the yep. spirit of ecstasy yes. was. Well, actually. Gary, <laughs> oh, yes. I've always wondered. Did report on this. Well, Gary can tell us about it. Then. Gary, fill so, us in. Oh, interesting. They, for the new um, EV, right? They want to go ahead and make sure that. The silver the, shadow the, or the silent the, shadow. The specter. Uh, that's what I read. Okay. Um, but they want to make sure it's as efficient as possible. So they reshaped her. Those aren't wings. Those are her robes. They put one foot in front of the other, and she's leaning over a little more into the wind. They mm -hmm. saved 0.26 of their drag coefficient. You know why that's the dumbest thing on yeah. the planet? 0.26 <laughs> of the drag for the Spirit of Ecstasy, though, right? Yeah, yeah. of the Ecstasy. Yeah. Okay. You know why that's the dumbest thing on the planet? Because have you seen any Rolls Royce? They just go in the hood. They just fold away. So you just go drive, <laughs> drop it, and then whatever you put in park, raise it up. They literally yeah, it should just be when you put the thing in eco range mode, it will fly. Yeah. It could just range go down. Mode, ecstasy gone. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's the about, most Rolls Royce thing ever. They should have kept the traditional one. I hate everything about this. It's about the appearance. <laughs> a Rolls Royce should never be focused be on efficiency. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, it's all about excess. Yeah. I think I, we've been saying it for very a very long time. Why is the uh, high-end market such as Rolls Royce not adopted EV sooner because that group of people can stomach the cost. They do not care about their range or charging times because it is getting used in a very specific way and it would be perfectly suitable to develop a product with that on the high-end. I drove a new refreshed Ghost and there is no closer to EV-like driving experience than that six and three-quarter liter twin turbo V12. It's so quiet and smooth when you're in the cabin. You and you drove tell. the sporty one, Jordan. Yeah, the black uh, badge. black badge. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Which is against everything Rolls Royce should ever stand for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I get they have a rally heritage, but just rally a long wheelbase Phantom. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. That would be so <laughs> tax the rich style. <laughs> uh, 
And, uh, uh, is anything else that we've been doing, I guess? A lot of Ionic 5 stuff. My Tesla's yes. totally broken. Still, like, no, but like worse. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Well, I guess we could mention we really quick, we uh, went out to rescue it from Nebraska, although it did limp itself home. We got back to Fort Collins with 0% state of charge and then still had a couple miles to go. So, yeah, we. <laughs> Things been through a bit. Did you drive back or did you tow it back? I know, drove it back. Wow. Mm hmm. But we had a Sprinter behind it with a trailer, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Which we should have had the Tesla behind the Sprinter from the beginning. We right, but we only through. figured this out towards the end when I'm like, there's no way we're making that. <laughs> we had to do 30 miles an hour the whole way in. That was <laughs> it fun. was It was seven degrees outside. I had oh, climate oh control God. on, blankets on. Oh, my God. It was brutal. Yep. Electric cars are so So stupid. what's wrong with it right now? Um, Just to be determined. So basically what happened was Alyssa was driving it in uh, what's the name of the state she was in? Nebraska. Nebraska. The one next to us. And she was just cruising along and she claims that the parking brake just locked on her. Car was skidding around. So she somehow safely avoided near death and uh, pulled over to the side of the road and it would not release the parking brake. And I don't think that has enough clamping force to lock the wheel so i don't really know but she claimed she almost died got the car on the shoulder whatever and then like all of the police are rolling up to like help her and they're like how do you even get this thing here is battery like what and so, <laughs> anyway she was like a half a mile away from like a little truck way station so she drove it from the side of the road to the way station with the parking brake on. So she's like, I was just like hard throttle. She's like, the brake was just smoking and it Ooh. smelled terrible. I'm like, I don't really care. Just get the thing off the road. <laughs> and um, so then like a few hours went by at this point, Jordan and I went to U-Haul, hopped in the Sprinter, got a trailer and we're on our way out to Nebraska. When we hit the border from Colorado, a couple hours into our drive, Alyssa said she tried to put it in drive. It released and it was all good. So she went to an Electrify America station, filled up with the Chatamo, which is great because, um, you know, she had been running the heater for three or four hours, drained the battery down. So she went there, charged up, and we met her in Ogallala, Nebraska. Great name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> been many times, surprisingly, actually. And so we had a great dinner in Ogallala. Then I hopped in the car and drove it back. And yeah, it seemed fine. All the warnings that we have been having for the last month or so with this parking brake. Um, but oddly, now a massive thunk every wheel rotation. So it's going thunk, 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 yeah. and shaking the whole car. And I said, well, whatever. If it's going to break, let's break this thing. So I'm like wide open on the highway. <laughs> it's just like thunk, 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 thunk. And uh, yeah, what I think happened was she got the brake so hot and then the car stopped. It probably warped the rotor. And it yep. was banging in. So I, I think it just needs a new rotor, maybe new pads uh, on the back left side. And I think the parking brake just needs to get plugged in. I think the port has just backed itself out a little bit, um, you know, the electric um, motor for it. But the big question, though, is why would it kick on while she was driving with a loose connection mm -hmm. and be sending a signal? So it might be more in depth than what we're thinking, but this is where my thoughts are now. Do you have sentry mode footage? No. Oh. I don't run sentry mode. I don't want anyone to know what's going on in that car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 
that's basically what we've been up to. But we'll be in next week, of course, with more news from the Chicago Auto yes. Show. And... We'll also have a new weekly series we should mention, a guest every week or so. It's not totally consistent. We had a great one with our friend Calvin from Porsche Cars North America, who yep. I think we all know runs uh, or is responsible for Tycon Communications. So basically is in charge of that car's image for the U.S. market with regards to uh, working with media and telling stories and things like that. So uh, really cool to get his perspective on how to run a sort of PR side of things with launching an electric car. World of knowledge about cars in life. Colin, uh, sorry, Calvin is just an incredible guy and uh, really one of the best in the industry. Yep. And we'll have um, Tom Malongney on soon from State of Charge. And we'll talk about more in depth with the Ionic 5 charging on that podcast. Yeah. Tom, if you're, ti- if you're tired of Ionic 5 now, just skip the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Possibly be tired of that car. Come on. Yeah, right. It's still fresh. But yeah, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll see you all very soon in another episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.